listening to the Singled Out Podcast with Becky, Brenda, and Maria. Three single gals living it up in the Midwest. We will tackle raw, real-life topics that people face no matter what stage of life we're in. Our goal is to shatter the stereotypes of being single and help you live your best life now. You're tuning into episode four. In April, we're talking about enjoying your journey. Today, we will be chatting with our good friend, Azani. Azani is a recent college graduate who is starting her career in HR. Listen in as she shares great advice on the importance of seeking good counsel, achieving goals, and knowing your value. We hope you enjoy this episode just as much as we had recording it. Okay, so this topic, enjoying the journey, and even just singleness, the topic of singleness in general, is super interesting and important to me um, because I feel like I'm in a place now where I'm pretty content being single, but I haven't always been that way. So I, growing up, I started, you know, getting into relationships and things I shouldn't be in at a very, very, very young age. I mean, middle school, high school, and even the first part of college, my whole life was centered around relationships with men and how I can please men and how I can make myself better for them. Um, So then I was radically transformed when I got saved and um, I just kind of have shifted or my my focus shifted. And so now um, with that shift that's happened to me, I think it's so vital that other women know um, that it's okay to want a relationship. It's okay to want marriage. That's natural. And we were created to be in fellowship with people and that's okay. But life doesn't start and end there. And that we're more valuable than just a relationship. We're more valuable than a marriage and we don't have to wait until we get a ring or we don't have to wait until someone gets on one knee to start living our life we live right now you know god has a purpose and a plan right now that's good so what do you do yeah i i currently i work in hr human resources um but yeah i recruit and hire people i'm passionate about it mainly because i love seeing people do what they love and I like seeing people being able to use their gifts it may not be you know you may get a job and it may not be your ideal perfect job that you've ever wanted but you can get into a job where you're using your gifts better than if you were in a different role and that's what I love is being able to connect people in that way did you always want to do this like coming out of college or how did you end up where you're at I kind of it's so interesting because I just feel like my steps have been ordered even when they don't it hasn't felt like they've been ordered I I got my undergraduate degree in communication studies and so it's not completely unrelated to human resources but I kind of just landed in human resources because I had some similar experience and um, now that I'm in it I know that it's kind of where I'm supposed to be at the core of everything I do is people I like people I like helping people and I like helping people advance their life. That's just a generalized perspective. Human resources does that for me. And there's a lot of different ways that you can help people within HR. Tell me about like kind of how you ended up staying here. <laughs> so I got, I went to UMKC for my undergraduate. And when I graduated is right when, actually the company that I was at, it was a small company and it was getting ready to shut down. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't going to shut down, I was going to get laid off and I would have been the first person because I was the newest, I had the least experience. And as soon as that happened or a little bit before that happened, I kind of felt like 
maybe I should start looking for new positions. So I did. I applied to Hallmark, just not really expecting to get it because it's like a dream company for me. And I ended up getting the job at Hallmark and I was so excited and it was the perfect timing for me because I knew that that company was going to let me go. And so after I got that job, it was right after I graduated college. And so that was a sign for me that, okay, it's, you need to stay in Kansas City, you got your job, things are working out. So I ended up staying here and I love KC. Well, we're glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. With your journey throughout college and even after graduating, do you have any advice for anyone coming out of that season or into like your first job or into like the quote-unquote adult world? Do you have any advice for them as far as kind of finding your way, navigating your way through that time period? Because I know when I was, you know, at that age, I was just totally lost. You know, wish I had like some of that that hope, that have that confidence that you have. You have confidence in, you know, in the direction of your life. And if there's something that you could, any wisdom you could partake to, like the younger people, and we're not so younger, but you know, that that period of uncertainty, any kind of transition, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, any transition. I think. And the, these are pieces of advice that I'm still taking myself. Mm -hmm. But especially it's different because I have a perspective working in HR and I mm -hmm. did college recruiting for about a year. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice is that one, stay humble. And I've been there too. A lot of times when you graduate college or you, maybe you didn't go to college, but maybe you're transitioning into adulthood, you kind of start feeling like you're entitled almost. And you are like, well, I need to graduate college and be making this much money. I need to have this sort of job. And these companies are crazy if they don't hire me. <laughs> and I get it. And I commend everyone who works hard enough to get their degree. And that's honorable and that's good. Um, but you also have to understand that you have to start somewhere. And just in acknowledging that you have to start somewhere, is it doesn't mean that you're diminishing your value. You know, saying, you know, I'm okay with making this much per year to start. That's not saying that you don't have faith for more or that you're not believing for more. It just acknowledges that, you know, you have to start somewhere. You know, millionaires don't just become millionaires. They have to start somewhere. Um, so that would be the first thing is, is remain humble. And then the second piece of advice I think I would give, which is what happened with me, is that it's okay to not have the full picture. You will never have the full picture. The biggest thing is to work hard in what you are doing, work hard in what you are doing, and recognize that you, you may not have the full picture, but if your steps are ordered, the same way my steps were ordered, I just kind of landed in my career field. Um, I wasn't expecting to love human resources, but I know that my steps were ordered and I knew that I was going to work hard in whatever area I was in. And I think that helped me. That helped me advance in my company quicker. And it's it's helped me to be content. We're like, I really don't exactly know everything that's going to happen with my life, but I know that right now what I'm supposed to do is be faithful. I need to work hard. I need to give my best and I need to be an example a positive example in my workplace. And if I'm doing that and trusting for the rest, then everything else is going to fall into place. Yeah. And I just think, but in a, in a time where there's social media culture and there's so many people who seem successful, you know, behind behind camera and behind this, a, a Twitter URL or, you know, things like that, it's important to remember that everyone struggles. So the first thing is don't think that you're less than if you're struggling. 
in any way. If you don't know where you're going, if, you know, in anything, you're not alone. People just don't broadcast their struggles. Um, and then, you know, just know that everyone's, like you said, everyone's journey is different and that's okay. Maybe someone else has started their online business and you're like, uh, well, I don't know how to start my online business. That's okay. Cause that may not be your thing, you know? Um, so know what your thing is. And if you don't know what it is, then don't be influenced by other people doing their thing. Just celebrate them, celebrate other people's successes. And that's how you bring your own. So I do have one little piece of, it's kind of Azani advice, but it's also HR advice, just working in the field and kind of how this happened for me is that even though you're not in your like dream or ideal position, think about the things that you can learn by being in that mm -hmm. role and think about the things that you can take out. Um, there are so many different people who I can give you, I'll give you a hypothetical example. Say that you end up landing a job at a business development agency where you help small businesses do their marketing. That may not be what you want to do, but there that's a whole lot of experience that can help you in other areas. So even though you may not be doing what you want to do, value the experience that you do have because you never know where you'll be able to use that experience later. Yeah. So yeah, if you like, say you wanted to start your own company, you can take everything that you just learned helping other little companies. And that's kind of where I'm going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, and I'm actually in the, I'm in the field that I like, but I'm learning about resumes and all of that through my job. And now I have the opportunity to do it on the side as my own business. And it's all through what I learned through the company. And it didn't cost me any anything to learn those things. So there's value in what you're learning on the job. What do you think, maybe, and maybe you kind of touched on this, but what do you think has helped you along the way through that time of transition in your journey? I have to be honest, anything good that you see in my life has been because of other really wonderful people who I feel like God has placed in my life. I can genuinely tell you I would, I had this wonderful mentor before I moved to Kansas City. He was like a mentor and a spiritual father to me who literally taught me everything that I know. And I think that using what I knew. And even though, you know, after I moved from Wichita to Kansas City, he was no longer my mentor anymore because I was from a distance now. I just remembered what he taught me. And I remembered, and when things started to, you know, hit the fan or things got difficult, I always went back to the things that he, that he taught me um, and the things that I knew that I had been taught on how to handle situations, even when I didn't know what else to do. Um, so genuinely, I can say the, the two biggest things that have helped me is the people who have been in my life and the word of God. That's <laughs> Those two combined are magic. <laughs> yeah. Zani, I know you do a lot of online content. Um, if you want to share, what is what is your desire with the content that you put out? Yeah, so it's so funny that you ask that <laughs> because I ask myself that every day. <laughs> hey, we do the same thing. <laughs> We're just talking about that. <laughs> um, because I, I mean, I ask myself a lot, and it goes back to what we talked about: how you may not have the full picture, you may only know the next step. So right now, I'm not. To be honest, I'm just not completely sure. 
I don't know if my blog is something that I want to like try and grow and it be like a full-time thing that I do or if it's something that I do for a season and then I give it up. I'm honestly not completely for sure. The only thing I know, which is what I mentioned, is that right now I feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing and so I'm going to give my best in it right now. My goal is always that people are positively impacted. So to me, that success, you know, to me is not the number of people, but it's the people who are influenced. And for right now, that's about all I know. <laughs> yeah. So if they want to find your blog, how do they do that? Yeah, so you can find my blog and my website on Instagram, and the URL is azanishalise.com or at azanishalise, A-Z-A-N-I-S-H-E-L-I-S-E. Maybe starting out on your journey or even going through your journey, what are some of the struggles you think that you faced or are facing? Or? For me, the biggest struggle that I face is not working so hard and not ever giving myself a break. I'm trying to learn that it's good to work hard, but it's also good to rest. And that, yes, you know, we have goals and I'm on a journey, um, but like we're talking about, it's a process. And so working hard is good, but I also have to learn how to, when to rest and when to relax. And I think that's one of my big things I'm learning is knowing my body and my mind and knowing when it's time for me to put the blog aside or put the you know different things I'm working on aside and say, you know what, that can wait till tomorrow. That can wait till next week. Okay, so I think one of the biggest things to keep in mind during like, singlehood, I guess you could call it, um, is that during that time, there are going to be a lot of distractions. And distractions can come in many different forms, but they can definitely come in the form of people. So for me, what happened during part of my season in singlehood is I was very, very focused and I knew my worth and I knew my value, but it, at some point, I think that I just kind of ignored that. And so I ended up getting into a a, it was almost like a verbally abusive situation. It wasn't a relationship, but it was with someone who was not good at all. And I can honestly tell you that I had the signs way ahead of time, you know, you know how you can feel when something is off inside, mm -hmm. um, but you don't listen to it. And so I think that's just one way that you can get distracted. So my encouragement is to one, keep your standards high and don't lower it for anyone. It doesn't matter how, what they say about you, you have the right to have as high as standards as you want to have. And don't let anyone try and talk you out of that. Um, and then the next thing is that always know what your main focus in life is gonna be. So I have decided my main focus in life, it's three things. It's my purpose, like what I feel like God wants me to do with my life. It's God himself, so he's the center, and it's people. And so whenever something happens in my life, when I feel like something is getting me off from one of those three things, I can re-navigate and say, okay, this is taking me away from one of these three things. Maybe it's a distraction. Maybe it's not something that needs to be in my life, or maybe I need to readjust so that they're not taking up too much of my life. And I think that it can apply to relationships and wrong ones, but it can also apply to anything. What, what do you think kept you in that 
that relationship. Well, I can tell you it didn't last very long. I, I snipped that off pretty yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I said, you have to guard your heart. And I think the biggest thing, it wasn't that, it was me feeling like I was wrong for having high standards. That's, I think that's the biggest thing, and that's why I think it's important that you know what you want, you know your core focus areas, and if people in your life try and come in and they don't have those same focus areas, at least to a degree, then you can kind of tell, okay, this isn't a key person that should be taking up a lot of my time and energy. So I think it's so important in singlehood it, to like set standards, and not just for relationships, right, but just friendships and what you want in your life and know the kind of people that you want in your life, know the kind of activities you want in your life. And so that way, when something is off and it comes up and it is off, you already know you have a compass basically. And that can tell you, okay, this person is good for my life. This person is not so good. And then you can make decisions accordingly. Did it take you a while to kind of, to know that these are my three things? I think it evolved into that. Okay. Like, it started off, God is my core thing, and now I feel like now I kind of understand my life a little bit better. It's like, these are the three things that are needed, or that should be my focus area, so. Well, I think it's important to know that your journey can grow and change as you grow and change. Yeah. So you have a focus, you know, so God's your focus, and and then it kind of grew into more as you grew and figure it as you figure out who you are, too, I think as a person, that journey can grow and change, too. Yeah. Another thing that was really, it's always, I'm getting better at it, but it's always something that I'm thinking about is I always ask myself the question, are you supposed to be doing this? You know, for all the things that I'm doing and all the goals that I have, I'm constantly asking myself, is this what you're supposed to be doing? Is this the path that God really has you on? And I think a lot of times, at, especially at my age, we all are asking ourselves that. And the biggest thing for me is seeking, like, seeking counsel and then acknowledging, being honest with yourself and acknowledging where your goals and ideas are coming from. Because a lot of times you can create goals for yourself, but then if you kind of get back to the root core of why you set that goal, it could be for reasons that really aren't that great. You know, it could be because, oh, I saw someone else doing this. Or, oh, this person looks successful, so I'm going to be like them. <laughs> or, oh, I'm just really, really bored, so I'm going to do that. You know, so be honest with yourself about your why. And I think a lot of times, and this is, there are, you know, I'm no expert here, but I feel like if your why is in place, then a lot of times that can help with other things. Is, as it pertains to figuring out what you're supposed to do. But I think it's good, though, to always reevaluate and check yourself. Yeah. You know, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for the right reason? And am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah. And it brings a lot of tension, but at the same time, it's good because it, you know, it, keeps you, it makes sure that you're still on the right path you're supposed to be on. Because it so, could be something that gives you instant gratification, but in the long run, it could be really destructive. Yeah. Can you talk about more about, you said, seeking counsel? Because, um, I mean, you know, a lot of people, when people hear that, they'll just look at anyone, like anyone that looks successful, anyone that looks like they have it together on the outside. Can you talk about more in depth how to seek counsel? For who? <laughs> yeah. First thing for me, 
and this is me personally, so don't go take my advice and say it's Donnie's it. I do not want to be your counsel. No. Okay. Um, but the first thing for me is I always look at people's lives. I'm not going to go and get financial advice from someone who's struggling with their finances. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get career advice from someone who doesn't know anything about their career. I'm not going to take singing lessons from someone who can't sing, you know, things yeah. like that. So whatever it is you're, you're wanting advice about, make sure that the person you're getting it from has what you're looking for because you can't get what you don't have, right? And the next thing is, you know, now, even like with my blog, there are tons of people out there who claim to be experts and who give advice. And that can be good, but it can also be very, very harmful because now you have a million different voices in your ear telling you what you're supposed to do. And a lot of times it's all going to be different advice. Mm -hmm. So what I am kind of leaning towards doing, at least for this time in my life, is identifying two to four key people who are my, these are my key people who their opinion matters to me. And these are the people who can primarily influence my decisions about my life because I trust them, because there's fruit in their life, and because I know that they care about me and my journey and my future. So unless it comes from them, and of course, it doesn't mean that you're just doing everything they tell you to do. You know, you, you know, you're led by God, you live your life, you can make your own decisions, and that's good and healthy. Um, But for major life decisions, if Every single person within my trusted group of two to four people are saying, Azani, that's really, really not a good idea, then that might be a sign for me that maybe I shouldn't take that step. And so I kind of decided that my main influencers or people that I'm going to get advice from are going to be a small group of people who I trust, who care about me, and who have fruit in their life. And then I always, always think that with any major life decision, so it could be like finances, it could be relationships, it could be, you know, moving to a different city. I think it's always good to talk to other people. I mean, even just getting the perspective of people who have been there is always good. And then one other thing I wanted to share, my mentor, he's just great. I wanted to share something that he always talked about, and I think it's so applicable when talking about the journey. Um, My old mentor, he had this quote that, Excellence is a moving target, and it applies to what we're talking about. Uh, But basically, when you think about a moving target, it's like you're aiming for something, and then you get ready to to reach it, and then it moves, and now you have a different goal. And I think it applies to life in the journey because the journey never ends. Like, you never actually reach the target or the end goal. So it's a moving target. So say the target is a mile away. The journey or the end goal, as as you get closer to it, it's going to move further away. So a lot of times you can feel like, well, I'm not reaching the goal or I'm not getting where I'm supposed to be. But it's a moving target. And the the big goal is that you're moving forward, not necessarily that you're reaching the end goal because we... Can you ever really reach the end goal? There's always more. And I think just remembering that even if you're going forward at a slow pace, you're still going forward. Right. That's good. Yeah. Because what if you do, and like, say your goal is to get a thousand followers on Instagram or whatever, you get a thousand followers, and what do you do? Like, you have a party, and then, then what? You're always going to be wanting to go for something else. So yeah. I literally just made a video on my phone about that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so and, I, and so what I was talking about is how a lot of times we think about our main goal. So say I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 40. 
that's a great goal, and I commend anyone who reaches out. But well, I'll be your friend, <laughs> your best friend. But we don't think about how to maintain or sustain the goal, and so then we get to that goal. Say you want to be a millionaire by the time you're 40. Okay, well, you still have 30, 40, 50, 60 years of life left to live. And because you've invested your whole life on meeting that one goal, now what do you do and how do you maintain it? So when you look at it as a journey and not necessarily a goal, like the goal is just one thing on throughout the whole journey, then it makes it a bit easier. So we talk about living your best life now. So what does that look like to you? I think enjoying the little moments, you know, because we've been talking about goals and plans and all of this. And I think so often it's so easy to get caught up in the goal that you forget, like, I'm living right now. That goal may never happen. And if it does, it could be five years, 10 years from now. And I don't want to base my life around some lofty goal. I'm with people right here that are valuable. And this is life that I'm living, and that's good and beautiful. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Come socialize with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, friends, get out there and live your best life now.